What did the Rebbe have against the song Hatikva? I, I believe we already had the question about what is the Chabad, the Rebbe's opinion about Zionism. It's essentially the same question. It's really, really the same question. I'm going to approach this question in an odd way and probably a controversial way. They tell a story, you know? They tell a story. I think I remember from whom I heard the story, but the story is only as good as my source. That the previous Rebbe visited Israel in 1929, for a few weeks. At that time, when the previous Rebbe visited Israel at that time, on the one hand, he was the prince of the Jewish people. He really had so much capital as a Jewish leader because he had stood up to Stalin, Yamashmei. And the Rebbe used that capital to make points and to criticize what was happening in, in the Jewish world at that time. The capital was gone in a very few years. He, he, he didn't hold on to his capital for his retirement. He, he expended it to say what he thought the Jewish world needed here at that time and in those places. But the Rebbe was very well respected by all facets of life, including secular Jews. He was the hero of the Jewish people. When he came to America, the kind of respect he got was extraordinary. But he was also a very outspoken anti-Zionist. He was very outspoken anti-Zionist. And uh, so the story goes that when he was in Israel, he visited a kibbutz. Now, of course, kibbutzim were manned by secular Jews very secular Jews. You remember the Zionists were, to a, so, were, were politically very leaning towards socialism and communism. But they took the desert and they made it bloom. They took a piece of land which was useless and they made it fertile. And they never saw this. So again, the way the story is told, and I think I remember my source, but I'm not even sure, is that they never observed their accomplishments, and he turned to a chassid standing next to him and said to him, Did gefelt, which means in English, you're impressed, you're impressed. And the chassid didn't know what to say, because on the one hand, of course he was impressed. On the other hand, these were the Zionists, and they were anti-Zionist. So the Rebbe saw the chassid's hesitation, and he said to him, Ken zogen dir gefelt, mir gefelt echt. You can tell me, you can tell me you're impressed, I'm also impressed. You know, the story of Zionism is a long story. Right, well, it goes back 140 years. It goes back a long time ago, to the 1880s. Yeah, now we're talking 2018. The story of Zionism is a story of Jewish people trying to make, to survive, right? Terrible anti-Semitism, terrible tzaras. And they worked very, very hard to improve their lives and improve the lives of the Jewish people. And eventually they uh, liberated Eretz Yisrael and they built Eretz Yisrael. They call it a Medina, a Jewish state, a Jewish secular state. But it's after all Eretz Yisrael. And they did so many good things. They did so many good things for the Jewish people. Extraordinary. After the Holocaust, Jewish people had a place to go. There isn't a Jew in this world who's homeless. And if you know the story of the pre-war condition of European Jewry, the reason six million Jews were killed in Europe because nobody wanted them. 
Awesome. They've done so many good things, so many good things, incredible things. And not to see that, you know, one of the greatest goodnesses of the modern state of Israel is what they call the law of return. Any Jew in the world is automatically an Israeli citizen. And again, those of us who were born in post-Holocaust America don't understand what that means. But those of us who've lived during much more difficult periods of time know what kind of gift that is. The fact that you know that a chas v'sholem, a yid is in a country where all of a sudden they turn on the Jew, he has where to go. And as the Rebbe said, Ken Zagan did gefelt, mir gefelt Not to see the good, in spite of all of the difficulties, it's, they did good things. Here's the problem. The problem is that the Jewish people are the nation of God. And the Jewish people who are the nation of God live by God's Torah. Or to say it in different words, the Jewish people are an eternal people. In this world, nothing is eternal. Everything is transient. Everything is bin layla hoya, bin layla over. Everything is temporary, except the Jew. The reason the Jew is permanent is not because we're so resourceful and we're so creative and we're so talented and we're so ambitious and we're so whatever else. We are eternal because God is with us. So our eternity is linked directly to Hashem Echod, to the one God, and to the Torah Achas, and the one Torah, and so on. And, you know, as the old expression goes, that if you have a young tree, and you make a small scar in a young tree, a little scratch, when that young tree is going to be fully grown, that little scar is going to become a chasm, it's going to be a huge blemish. If you make a crack in an old tree, that's what it is. In other words, when you look at an event that happens in Jewish history while it's happening. And a God will be Yisrael, a Rebbe, a Tzaddik comes out and says, this is wrong, this is no good. And you say, what's the big deal? So he's making a small modification. On the other hand, you say, look how much good there is. It takes a visionary, takes a Rebbe, takes a person with clear eyes, to see not only what's happening today, but what's going to happen tomorrow, and what's going to happen in two days, and in three days, and in a hundred years, and in 150 years, and 200 years, and so on. The, the short version of the answer to this question is that our Abayim held, and they still hold, that there is no such thing as secular Jewish leadership, period. There's no such thing as leaders of Jewish people whose authority does not come from Torah. That's it. The only people who have a right to give direction to the Jewish people are the people who are connected deeply to the Torah. And the founders of the Zionist idea, the dream, the hope, the Hatikva, certainly did not come from Rabbonim and Rashi Shivas and Gedele Yisrael, even if after the fact some Rabbonim and Gedele Yisrael gave them an approval. And this is why the Rabbeim opposed it. Now if you lived in the 1910s, or in the 1920s, or the 1930s, in Poland or in Galicia, and you remember, or you know, or you knew, the anti-Semitism and the Tzara, 
and you saw the efforts that were made to give Yidin Hatikva hope, and you say, why do you have to fight against it? What's the big deal? They're doing so many good things, and it's true. The answer to that question is, what is this going to be in 100 years from today, in 200 years from today? And the answer cannot be that the Jewish people evolve. Because Jewish people don't evolve. Jewish people are God's nation. They're the nation of Torah. God doesn't change, and Torah doesn't change, and the Jewish people don't change. When you see the end of these wonderful efforts, 50 years later, 100 years later, you understand what's wrong with Atikva. What's wrong with Atikva is when you make a small deviation from the truth of Torah, in 100 years down the road, it's not small, it's huge. And it's so big that it's sometimes irrevocable. You can't reverse it. There is no such, you know, the Rafag says, and the Rebbe brings it so many times in his Sikhs, The Jewish people are not a nation without Torah. And the Hatikva is without Torah. And the Hatikva, a hope, with the best of intentions and with the best of actions. For the Jewish people, that leads them down a path of success and development and growth, which takes them even a millimeter off the path of Torah, down the road, it's not a millimeter, it's a million miles. You know, they say that when... Uh, the Rebbe sent Shluchim to Golda Meir to fight, to argue about Mihu Yehudi. And she was a secular Zionist, if there ever was one. And uh, she told the Chabad Rabbonim who visited her at the time, don't complain, she says. I at least know what a Shul is. I know what a Rav is. Because many of us, of her generation, grew up and went to Cheder. He says, the generation that's going to come after us, the Zionists born and raised in Israel, they're not even going to know what they're fighting against. Because they never learned about Avram Avinu and Meshe Rabbeinu. And this is what's wrong with the Hatikva. Now, if you opposed the Hatikva in the 1930s, you were an insensitive Jew. Why? Look how much good. And you were considered a radical and you were considered an extremist. When you look forward, you understand what Arabeim objected to. That Arabeim felt and feel and will always feel. And like the Rebbe always said, they. The Shita of Chabad was established by the Rebbe and only the Rebbe could change it. That anything which can lead in any way to the slightest deviation from Tehras Yisrael is not acceptable to Am Yisrael. Because as good as it is in the short term, in the long term, it does not preserve the real Tikva of Klal Yisrael, which is Kaveh El that we're an eternal nation because we're attached to HaKadosh Baruch. Now I may have not answered the question pointedly and directly, but I've given you much food for thought. And part of the reason I'm answering it this way is because we really already answered the question about Zionism. So rather than repeat it a second time, I gave you a little bit of a different spin. <laughs>